When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to the show. My name is Charlton with Big C. This is Charlton and Big C Sports coming to you worldwide on the Big C Sports Network on the number one network in the United States of America. And Big C Sports has been voted the number one sports show in the universe, according to Big C and them good old boys down south. I want to say bienvenidos to all of our listeners in Latin America, also across the pond in London, England, as well as Paris, France. And of course, you good old boys from Canada. You know we love you in Africa, the Big C drop, but there's no one we love more than the good old boys down south in the land of the free and the home of the brave on a beautiful 2018, August 14th. Big C will be calling in shortly. This is Charlton and Big C Sports. I do want to thank Holland Silveira, who follows Big C Sports, and appreciate you and the love that you have for sports and the sports world. And the Big C Sports Show will hopefully keep you satisfied when you're following your favorite sports show. I want to say for all of the people all over the country that are following the sports universe, there's a lot of good things happening in the world of sports. I want to go back to what just happened over the weekend with Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, obviously, to come in second place in the golf tournament in St. Louis. A lot of people know that when you look at viewership being up 70%, and again, Brooks Kepka won the, the title, or won the, the event over the weekend, but he did not win the hearts and mind of the TV ratings. I want to ask my sports brethren, Jim Furyk, Ryder Cup captain, when you think about why not announcing Tiger Woods to be on the team, right now you say he's in 10th spot, and you're looking at the top eight golfers. If you are an advertiser or a media company, please tell me which one of you would rather have Jim Furyk than Tiger Woods at your golf tournament. Now maybe he's just doing a little bit of grandstanding, but let me tell you how it's hurting the world of golf. The way that it hurts the world of golf by Furyk not having Tiger Woods announce it early for the Ryder Cup. If you have a sponsorship, and that sponsor is looking at sponsoring TV, for every CEO in the country, just look at the TV viewership from last year to this year, up 70%. So I want to ask you broadcast brethren, if you have a chance of having the Ryder Cup, and you have Jim Furyk show up, with whatever golfers he wants to bring, or you have Tiger Woods show up, which one would move the needle? Not only for your advertising, because it's a worldwide event. That's why him saying, well, uh, we just want to talk about right now the golfers um, that are in the top eight spots. We really don't want to really mess with anything right now. We'll, you know, we'll get into the Tiger thing later. The reason that's wrong is because people book things in advance. And if you're a media company, Tell me what media company in the United States, in fact, in the world, that would not want to have a crew on hand to see Tiger Woods moving the needle 70%. So now your, your $30,000 media package may sell for $200,000 or it may sell for a million dollars because people want to see 
Big C will be calling in just a second. I do want to say that today's segment is sponsored by your Northern California Cadillac dealers, home of the all-new Cadillac Escalade, the standard of the world. And when you go by and test drive yours, tell them, Charlton, and Big C sent you. So, Big C, I know I have you on the line now. We were just talking about, I hope you caught that catfish. I know you were underwater for a long time. I almost called with a 911 to see if they could rescue you. But the catfish had the best, he had the worst end of the deal from what I understand, Big C. But, but give me your thoughts. Uh, did you catch the catfish or did, did he get away? You were down in the water a long time, Big C. <laughs> well, I'm working on this new buoyancy with the body. I got this extra metal that I'm carrying around now. So the weights that I was normally wearing when I would go down noodling and stuff, I got to realize I don't have to take as many of them underwater with me. Yep. So, you know, as you get old, you've got to learn new tricks. You know, and, and this old dog, he got to learn a new trick. Yep. So I, I got to learn less weight when I'm going down noodling. But, you know, listening to your comments about Furyk and, and uh, the Ryder Cup, Yeah. Uh, you know, this is an opportunity for people that Tiger Woods had controlled for so long. Yeah. To sort of like thinking that they're controlling him. Yeah. But, you know, when Fury, when you look at he as the, the captain of the Ryder Cup, he has it all backwards. Just like we just got through witnessing with the Hall of Fame. And it's always going to be rhetoric, Charlton. Oh, yeah. On When it comes to people in controlling sports. We look at baseball's Hall of Fame where Barry Bonds just got his... Jersey retired from the Giants. Yeah. But baseball Hall of Fame writers don't feel that it's appropriate to have him in the Cooperstown. Yeah. We look at the NFL Hall of Fame where you want to hold players out for three to four years, even though they rank number one and number two and number three in their respective position when they retire, Chelsea. Yeah. And, and, and you have people that are not playing controlling that. Furyk is not playing. No. He's just a captain, Chelsea. Yep. So he's out there to pick the elite eight golfers in the world to play. Now, if we look at Tiger Woods' last two tournaments, and especially his last tournament, Charlton, he made history in, in the PGA Championship. Yeah. That was the lowest ever shot in a final round that you did not win. I the know. The PGA Championship, Charlton. Yeah. So it lets you know that he is trending in the right way. Yeah. Or however you want to say it in golf. Yeah. But what happens is, when Tiger's on the course is that he becomes polarizing. Yeah. And other golfers don't get that claim that Fury feels that they should get, is that the media will now focus more on Tiger. Yeah. And the public will focus more on Tiger. But I thought that's what sporting events were about, where the fans were highlighting those who needed to be highlighted. Yeah. I think if I'm watching a baseball game, Charlton, Yeah. And I got a starting pitcher, say Clayton Kershaw on the mound. Yeah. Going eight innings, giving up one hit. Am I focusing on Kershaw? Am I focusing on the relief pitcher out there chewing sunflower seeds? <laughs> I think it might be Kershaw. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's where the focus is when you're looking at the fans. Yeah. And unfortunately, we don't get enough people without throughout the media stating this. But this is not about Fury. This is about Tiger and the fans, yeah. the people who want to see Tiger. Now, with the PGA, they can always remove Furyk from being the, the, the captain of the team, Charlie. Yeah. If you want to get realistic and play hardball about it. And I don't know if he wants to go that political realm, Charlton, in, in this event. But, you know, it makes me feel that Furyk also is a Republican. You know, just by the actions that he's taking. Yeah. You know, with, with all the negative content that has been used towards minority athletes, Charlton. Yeah. 
lately, this past year. And here's Hewitt, the hottest golfer on the tour, went from 1,200 at the start of the season, Chelsea. For a tiger, yep. Nobody's moved the needle that much. When the, when the season started, he was the 1,200-ranked golfer in the world. Yeah. And now you're down to 26. So I, I'm thinking that you've done some things, Charlton, to make everybody excited about your game. Yeah. You may not have won a tournament, but when you think about the top eight golfers in the world, how many tournaments have they won? Yeah. And if you only won one tournament, Charlton, and you haven't repeated, that doesn't mean that you're a dominant golfer. That's very good Or it doesn't mean that you're not. Yeah. But well, when I'm looking at much seat television, and the viewership this past Sunday was up 73%. Yeah. The final numbers came out up 73%. Okay. As a, as a marketer, as a sponsor of, a, of this event, Charlton, of the Ryder Cup. Yeah. I'm calling Fury. You know, I said, look, have you lost your mind? <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and what, I don't know what you're sipping, but it's not Big C's moonshine. <laughs> Because you decided to pay for a long time ago with Tiffany. Oh, yeah. Remember back in the day, there was a science fiction. All the science fiction people knew. I grew up watching Star Trek. There was Spock. There was, you know, G Captain James T. Kirk. Uh, uh, what's his um Bones. The, the Dr. Bones. Bones. Hem, uh, Sulu, the, the, the engineer. Uh, Lieutenant O'Hara. All those great people. But I remember there was an episode where Captain Kirk said, Spock. A yachty of walking mine. Obviously kind of a pun, but he is out of his mind. I'll tell you why. We're in the world of media. And this no we know that media companies are owned by shareholders. They invest their money into these media corporations. So if you're a media corporation, the bug has to stop someplace. When you have one person out of all the golfers in the universe that can drive your ratings by 73% just by showing up and competing. Now, let me ask any shareholder of any company that has a media company, who doesn't want a 70% increase in anything? Because if your ratings are up 73%, that means that you can charge more for your sponsorship. What company doesn't want to charge more for sponsorship? If your ratings are up 73%, that means that more sponsors want to say, how can I get on that show? That's incredible. So if you're a shareholder, or if you're a president of any media company that's going to cover the Ryder Cup, and you have one person standing in your way from potentially a 73% spike in your viewership, a 73% spike in your advertising dollar, why are you waiting? Jim Furyk might be the one that doesn't make the Ryder Cup big C thoughts. Well, Charlton, it's become personal. You know, it's nothing else. When you say you want to worry about the top eight golfers in the world, I mean, everybody wants to be honored to play in these match play competitions. But I think the rest of the golfers that are in the top eight in the world also realize why they made the money that they made this past year, Charlton. Yeah. And that money was put in place over a decade ago for them, Charlton. Tiger Woods created the financial windfall that the golfers enjoy in the world today, Charlton. Thunderstorm, yeah. And every event that he's in brings more and more media attention. When you look at every time he made the cut, Charlton, yeah. everyone knew that the viewership and the galleries would be up on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And we've seen the tournaments that Tiger hasn't been there on Saturday and Sunday. The broadcast companies almost don't want to broadcast them, Charlton. Exactly. They, they really don't. 
Yep. They're sitting here, well, we don't have Tiger. How do we build this show? Yeah. And when we talked about this PGA Championship this past weekend on Sunday, Charlton, yeah. that the broadcasters were all giddish. They were happy. They're like a bunch of 12-year-old boys at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. They just got a new swim bike. <laughs> and they couldn't figure out how to ride it. How to ride it. Or put some baseball cards in, in the wheels, you know, with some clothes stands, what? Yeah. They just didn't know what to do, whether to sit it up on the porch and polish it. You know, but, yeah. but that's how it was. It, yeah. it, it took everybody back to their youth again. Yeah. That you could sit down. There was meat burning out on the grill, Charlton, because you couldn't get up and go out yeah. because you didn't want to miss a shot. Yep. They're sending the kids, go turn over the meat. How, how do I turn it over? <laughs> that big fork, okay? Yeah. Put it in there and flip it over. Hey, flip it God. over. Yep. You, know, you, you know, these are the type of actions that were going on in many households in America. Yeah. Because, you, I mean, there was a lot of butt impressions in your favorite seat because you couldn't get up. <laughs> yeah. How oh. did that to people, Charlton? Yeah, he, he did it. He made, you think about it, 70%. 73% increase. That meant that people were not sitting there with the remote control in their hand. Isn't that the truth? If, if it fell through the crack in the couch, no one cared. Yep. You know, what, what was on? They said Major League Baseball, oh, heck, they got another 40 games still to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, what is it, NFL preseason? Yep. Who cares? Tiger Woods is playing. That's all that mattered. Tiger Woods from 15 years ago was playing last Sunday, Charlton, and America was elated. They were elated. And so that that's where it goes back. I know so many people that are in media, that sell media, that do TV, that do radio. And then when you look at a GM from any station, I just ask the question, what station in the country does not want to have a beat reporter covering what's going to happen within the next two years? Tiger Woods is going to tie Jack's record in the next two years in majors. And he's going to tie it unless some type of organized, created, stupid thing happens. And we know media knows how to do that. All he was stripped from his title because he didn't go off to war. Now, Tiger's on pace to break Jack's record. That would be anathema to many people in mainstream because they don't want to see that happen any more than they want to see Barry Bonds or Hank Aaron get over on records that were set in baseball. Now, by Babe Ruth. But if you think about Jack has 18 majors, there's only 18 goals on the, holes on the golf course. If Tiger Woods breaks Jack's record, even coming up to number 18, can you tell me what type of media dollars will be available, Big C, for watching the countdown to 18 when Tiger Woods breaks Jack or ties Jack's record with 18 majors on the 18th hole would Jim Furyk say, well, you know, we don't want to watch that yet because uh, there's some other golfers that need some attention to every network in the universe. In fact, the universe from all over this world would be watching that event. Everything he does is a prelude to that. Why do they want to wait till the last second? It's not adding drama. It's costing people money, Big C. Your thoughts? Well, Charlton, I can, if Tiger gets to the point of breaking Jack's record. He's going to break the record. Know, I, I, I witnessed... Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's record and the fear that was in a minority culture of America for Hank Aaron's life you know with, with the radical people we have here in the United States yeah. the death threats that he and his family received well Tiger's already you know, he got those to he's already got those was, yeah but the difference in a golf course often versus a stadium Yeah. you know you don't have the security on a golf course that you have on a stadium 
Everything is in, in, enfolded inside a, a facility. A golf course is a wide open area, chocolate with trees and wooded areas, everything. So, you know, th th those are the things that I concern about. I mean, we still have a lot of yahoos in American society yeah. that feel things belong to certain people and, and that they're sacrimonious. And, and, and regardless of whether you think that way, Charlton, it didn't belong to you. Yeah. You didn't break the record. I haven't seen anyone in my lifetime, Charlton, that had a record that didn't want for it to be broken, Charlton. Yes, you feel a, a, a little hurt when your record falls yeah but you also broke that record from somebody else Charlton. exactly and you know that's what history is about the evolution of athletics yeah for someone to be better you know i i listened to a, an athlete today said he was watching other former athletes so he could improve his game this upcoming season yeah and i'm like okay was he watching Barry Sanders? Because <laughs> yeah. unless you were watching Barry Sanders as a running back, you weren't going to get any better. No. Unless you were watching Eric Dickinson as a running back, you weren't going to get any better. Yep. You can always take excerpts from people's games, but nobody ever copied Jim Brown's game. No one ever copied Eric Dickinson's game. No one ever copied Barry Sanders' game. Each one of these individuals are unique within themselves. Yeah. When, when we look at golf, Arnold Palmer was a uniqueness within himself on the game. Yep. You know, he, he changed and revolutionized, revolutionized the game. The late Bobby Jones, years before all the Palmer Johnson, who brought golf into the mainstream. Yeah. You couldn't copy Bobby Jones. If Bobby Jones had not retired, Charlton, no one would even be mentioning, mentioning Jack Nicholas. Yeah. Because Bobby Jones retired at 29. Wow. Think about it, 29. And with the number of majors that he had won at the age of 29, he became complacent and bored. Yeah. Wanted to do other things. 29. We're talking about Jack and Tiger being in their 40s. Yeah. Bobby Jones was 29. Yeah. And he held the record until Jack broke it. So when we think about the evolution of the game and what's good for the game during eras, every era has something that elates all of us as fans that makes us enjoy and must watch. And Tiger is that person of our era who makes us watch golf. Yeah. When you go around and you look at the top eight players on the Ryder Cup, which one of those eight players have outplayed Tiger in the last two tournaments? No. That's all you have to ask. None of them have. And that, the thing, too, for I was talking to a couple of people today that love sports, and they are actually on car dealerships, but they love sports. We were talking about golf. And one guy was a Hispanic guy, and he talked about how Trevino galvanized golf in his life. And when we look at Tiger, how he's done it for the whole world. For, for people that have media companies, imagine how much money a Super Bowl ad will fetch compared to a preseason ad on any network. Imagine how much money a Super Bowl ad will fetch compared to any golfing ad on a regular day if Tiger's not there. So he, we talked about this scenario and we both agree, unless some social, some, some organized social anomaly happens, Tiger's gonna break Jack's record. And in the countdown to breaking that record, because because Jack won his last major at, at 46, it was the Masters. Tiger's only 42 years old. He'll be 43 for the next Masters. But we talked about the fact that the whole world if they're smart and get Jim Furyk out of the way, they will build up a media empire 
the same way a tsunami builds up onto the ocean. They know it's coming, they just can't see it, but the seismologists can. Could you imagine what someone from Dubai who got Tiger golfs over there too? If the whole world is lining up to see Tiger tie Jack's record on the 18th hole, tell me what person in the whole universe would not stop what they're doing to watch that. That means that TV and ratings would be through the roof, the, the highest ever in the history of television. That's what we're looking at. Bixie, this is just like a prelude to it. So for Fury's messing with everybody's money, ego aside, you're costing people's money when you don't see in our day and era where everybody has access to media and 4K TVs. You're going to take that excitement away from the sporting fan that loved Babe Ruth, that loved Hank Aaron, that loved Ali, Jesse Owens. They loved all the great athletes. You're going to take that away because of some personal issue, Big Your thoughts? Well, Charlton, it's like the baseball yesterday that was signed by Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, Cy Young. And Walter Johnson. Yeah. Going for $623,000. That's incredible. This ball was signed in 1939, the the eight-member Hall of Fame class that went in at that point. Yeah. You you, you think about what it meant, something that occurred in 1939, Charlton. Yeah. You know, that it still resonated today, 80 years later, that people cared about it. That it was that interesting to them, Charlton. That's a good point. You know, you even think about, you know... 50 years ago today, Charlton. Yeah. Bob Gibson threw a no-hitter. Yep. It was his 17th no-hitter of the season, Charlton. Wow. The top no-hitter by any pitcher in Major League Baseball this season, Charlton. Two. Two. Bob Gibson threw 17 50 years ago. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) One pitcher. Yep. Yeah, we got two. By one pitcher this year in baseball. And Jim Fear. And there's even more teams. And Jim Fear would not have invited him to the All-Star game. He would have said, well, we don't don't need him at the All-Star game. We're going to talk about other pitchers right now, Bixie. Let's go right ahead. And so when you look at Tiger Woods galvanizing golf. The world. Well, that's golf. Yeah. That's bringing it in. You know, it'd be like the World Cup. France qualified for the finals and decided not to show up. Yeah. Think about if you'd have blacked it out in France. Yeah. What type of uproar there would have been? Wasn't there? If there was a blackout on French television with France being in the World Cup of Soccer. Think about the outcry, yeah. the upheaval that it would have been in that country. And that's the same way when you look at this country, Charlton. There's always going to be those who don't like Tiger Woods, just like any other minority athlete in America. When we got this cry about firing the black athlete in the NFL, yeah, no other nationality. We, we don't want to fire a guy for using Oxycontin. That's okay. <laughs> That's true. You know, we, we don't want to fire a guy for beating up his wife. That's true. That's okay. They got a raise. But if the guy brings a social issue to the awareness, and, and, and that, that's what bothers me the most, even in that, Charlton. Yeah. People are saying, well, they have not stated what their cause is. And I'm like, damn, who the hell is not listening? <laughs> yep. But they have not stated what their cause is, what their social cause is from the black athletes in the NFL. The, the, the still cry today through the white media is that they have not stated their cause. The reason why they haven't stated their cause, Charlton, because you refuse to mention their cause. Yeah. Just yeah. like the Jim Furyk refused to mention that his issue with Tiger Woods is personal. Yeah. It's not about the world of golf. It's not about the world of fanfare. It's a personal issue that he has with it. Yeah. It's nothing more than that. No, I, I think that's I think that's incredible. I, I remember there was a time 
when not too long ago, it may have been two decades ago, but there was a fight down in Las Vegas. And I think it was, I don't know if it was Holyfield and Tyson, but someone flew some type of parachute into the ring down, down in Las Vegas. And it stopped the fight for about, I don't know, a good 20 minutes as they, I mean, there were people beating up the parachuter more than the, the guys in the, in the ring were fighting. But I remember it caused a halt to it and it ended it. And I, and I remember also the time when I was, I was a young boy, but I watched the USA hockey team. It's a great call by Al Michaels that said, do you believe in miracles? People still think about that because that galvanized our country. And what I see, whether it's Tiger Woods, you know, Barry Bonds just had his number retired, as you mentioned, over the same weekend that Tiger helped the golf ratings go up 73%, irrespective of what color the person has to be. But I, I would even challenge media, find any time where Jack drove the needle in ratings worldwide, not just in certain pockets, but worldwide, to watch golf. It's never happened. And that's why not having him there is anathema to the broadcast companies that are losing tens of millions of dollars because people who would get a part of the hype, the build up to the hype, Big C, they can't get it right now because because Jim's saying, well, you know, we want to talk about guys that you don't care about first. Uh, we, we, he doesn't understand media. That's why it's anathema for the media company that's going to cover that event that they haven't already called for his resignation. Like what did Trump do to Omarosa? Hey, I love you, but I, I didn't know you were let go. Well, if you don't know I was let go, how did it happen if you hired me? It's, a, it's the same thing to the network that's going to cover not just Golf Channel, but whether it's CBS or NBC or whomever. They're losing people now because they can't plan even to take a hotel reservation in that city to buy a paraphernalia building up to it. You don't do it the week before. You do it way in advance. Super Bowl tickets are already bought. Big C, does that make any sense for the broadcast companies, your thoughts? Well, Charlton, it, it makes sense for the broadcast companies. It makes sense for Jim Cure. But like I said, this becomes a personal issue, Charlton. It's not a business decision that's being made. This is an individual that has somebody who showed up on the radar that everybody thought was gone, left for dead on the side of the road, Charlton, roadkill. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's run over everybody now. Yeah. And everybody is having to pay homage to and respect him all over again. Again. Well, they thought they were over this Tiger Mania. Yeah. And realistically, the golf world for the last five years thought that Tiger Mania was done. They were hoping for Multiple it. Multiple surgeries, you know, not really on the radar, falling out of the top 1,000 in the world. When, when guys are out of the top 1,000 on the world, Charlton, they have to go get their player's card. Yeah. Although he's exempt for life, they have to go get their player cards. They're not relevant. Yeah. And then this final weekend, Furyk is sitting there, damn, Titan just made $1.2 million. <laughs> Furious. <laughs> One point, I have made that all year long. He just made $1.2 million. We put him on the Ryder Cup. He's going to get $40 million in sponsorship. Yeah. And it's going to be out of my pocket. Yeah. Because I chose to put him there. He's going to end up with another $40,000 in endorsements and sponsorships personally. Yeah. I'm going to be responsible for that. It, it's hard for a lot of people to do that, Charlton. Yeah. To just sit there and say, I'm responsible for this individual making this much money, and I don't get a dime of it. And, you know. Not a dime. You know, I. I and, and so yeah. when he's been out the mainstream, Charlton. And Tiger Woods can come in in one golf tournament, the Ryder Cup, and make more money than any golfer on tour this year, Charlton, in the past 
three or four years. Yeah. That bothers a lot of people. You know what bothers a lot of people too, Big C? You've owned companies. You've, you've been around and had lots of employees. So you know, at the end of the day, what is the, what the company take in? You don't always like everybody that you employ. You don't like everybody that you work for or work with. You don't have to like people. You just got to say, are we hitting our numbers, yes or no? And I, I, my, my bone is this, because people are not honest. And I'm not saying the race card and all that. I know it is, but I'm not saying it's just that. Because money trumps race. I've known for many black men in this country, going into business, can't get a business loan from a bank, higher credit score than the white counterpart. I know that because I worked in the loans, in corporate loans, in commercial loans, and residential loans. I've seen white Americans get a loan for a house with a lower credit score and lower income than a black person with a higher credit score and higher income. I know I've seen it. I've worked with the major banks from Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Citibank, Chase. I've seen it. There's some class action lawsuits that verify what I'm saying. You can Google it, especially Wells Fargo. So if people say, well, what's all this social justice garbage? We don't understand. Aren't you got, don't you have a couple millionaires? Well, if, if Furyk in that good old boy network that won't ostracize him today and say, you're out. You're costing me money, you're out. One time I believe in Trump when he said you're fired. Those, exec those executives that have the network, they're gonna cover the Ryder Cup. They're losing money because of their silence. And in most places, you just get fired. There's no need to have a three months conversation. But if they wanna lose money, just keep quiet and let someone have a personal vendetta. So going back to the banking and Tiger and, and Jim Furyk, I know people want to be nice about it, but forget being nice. Because there are people who go in to get a loan, it's the same garbage. Well, we, we, uh, we, we're going to have to get back to you. Well, on the phone you said I was approved. What happened in my drive down here to the bank? Well, uh, we have to run it by management. The reason I came to your bank is because I was approved. So what, what changed in my 30-minute drive to your bank? And we know it's because they, don't, they still redline against African Americans. And if you don't know that, you're one of the dumbest people on the planet. So I'll ask you one more time, Big C. When people say, what's all this social justice garbage about? You're seeing it happen to a wealthy person. I'm not talking about Colin Kaepernick this time. I'm talking about Tiger Woods and the antipathy that some people have for him. And he's made them wealthy. That's why Jim Furyk is costing money to the Golf Channel. He's costing money to the network that's going to carry the Ryder Cup. It's not about, well, let me think about it, Big C, your thoughts. Well, Charlton, the, the, the reason why he can get away with that, Charlton, that, that there's a broadcaster who does most major golf tournaments uh, on PBS. We yep. just signed this past weekend. Yep. Lives over in Monterey, California. Yep. Never speaks negative of Jim Furyk. Nope. Guy named Jim Nance. I know. Until Jim Nance speaks up, Charlton, about the wrongdoing of those that are in charge. But we, we, we've seen that, Charlton, that when you work for somebody, you don't speak negatively about others. We, we just saw that with Bruce Bowen getting fired by the L.A. Clippers. Saying the right thing, you don't keep your job. There, there was a, a young broadcast on the NFL Network a couple years ago made that same statement. I'm just trying to keep my job. I just want to be here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And he's, not, he's, still, he's not there anyway, Big C. They got rid of him anyway, though, just for your, just for your point there. <laughs> but, 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 you know, here it is with Nance. When you got the spokesperson for the golf world, yep. Jim Nance, he's the spokesperson for the golf world. If he speaks up and says that this is wrong by Fury, that Tiger should be an automatic on the team. He's an automatic on the team. 
Yep. But he doesn't, Charlton. You know, we, we look at Fury who is just a small cog, whether he's going to be there or not going to be there at the time of the Ryder Cup. He still does not control all the decision-making. Right now, he's the focal point of everyone's dialogue. Yeah. But he's not the focal point of all the decision-making. He's just a captain. That means he was appointed. The captains are voted in and voted out or appointed in and appointed out all the time, Charlton. Yep. You're just a focal point. You're not the decision maker at the end. And so this is the situation. The Ryder Cup, if Tiger Woods is meant to be in the Ryder Cup, he will be there. If the ratings are about Tiger Woods, he'll be on the Ryder Cup. It's not about Jim Fury. Right now, we can focus on Jim Fury and say, well, hey, you know, here it is. You know, if he had any sense, if he had any sense, he'd probably be in a better position than what he is. Okay? (laughs) So let's be realistic. Let's let's not say that the guy's a a rocket scientist or a brain surgeon, okay? Yeah. He's a guy that swings a stick for a living. Yeah. All right? That's it. Yeah. You know, Laura Ingram can comment on him. Just shut (laughs) up and swing. Shut up and swing. (laughs) You know? Let's see if she will. That that lets you know where Jim Furyk is. He's in that Laura Ingram outhouse. Yeah. Okay, just shut up and swing. You know, (laughs) that's all it is. You you don't do anything else. No one knows you about... Who knows... You know, what relevance is Jim Furyk really in in the golf universe? No. Think about that. What relevance does he carry? Did he win a Masters recently? No. Did he win a U.S. Open? Did he win a British Open? No. Did, Did he win the PGA Championship? I'm, I'm confused. What's the relevance of a Jim Fury? Yeah. Other than everybody in the media making him popular. That's very because good. Because if you didn't say Jim Fury, no one give a damn about Jim Fury. That's very interesting. I just know they wouldn't do the same thing to Jack if Jack was in that spot that just united the whole golf universe. There's no way they try to keep him out or make people wait. I do want to say that sports is a billion-dollar industry, and boys and girls sports is the foundation to this billion dollar industry and for every athletic and sporting event, you need athletic and event insurance. We work with Ben and Mark, they've been around half a century. They work with big C sports, whether you're a pro team, a collegiate team, a high school team, or your mom and pop soccer league, when you reach out to them, let them know Big C sent you. So so we've wrapped up our thoughts on, I think we gave an education on why people take a knee. You see right in in broad daylight, you move the needles more than anyone in the history of the golf universe and in front of the world's eye, they say, well, we're going to make this guy wait because, because, because what? Because you want to help corporations lose money? That doesn't make any sense. Big C, there's a form of Big Ten players and national current broadcasters defending the head coach about his lack of actions at the University of Maryland. A horrific thing happened, but people are defending him. And this is the same thing we say about ourselves. If you don't like what we say, just Google it. Because if we're wrong, we'll apologize. Just like we're saying about Tiger Woods and Jim Furyk and the golf ratings. If Tiger hasn't driven the ratings more than anyone in the history of the universe, then Google it. If we're wrong, I'll come on the air and apologize. But people know he has, and corporations know he has, and people make money on selling media. That's why it's anathema to those media companies to play this stupid game. So why are people defending the actions of the University of Maryland coach, Big C, and what just happened there, Big C, your thoughts? Well, you know, D.J. Durkin is the head coach that's on administrative leave at the University of Maryland, Charlton, because this young athlete lost his life back in June through excessive training and lack of medical attention. Yeah. 
you know, the strength and conditioning coach Charlton resigned today behind that Rick Porch. Yeah. Who came to the university at the same time that Durkin did. But when you're sitting there and you're looking for an excuse. Yeah. And we got to go ahead. We get your microphone breaking up a little bit, Big C. I'm just going to make sure we got that cleared up. Go right ahead, sir. Well, you're sitting there and you're looking for this excuse with Dirk and Charlton, trying to find out if everything in the investigation comes out right. Yeah. And, you know, I heard this national broadcaster today who, who played at Ohio State, who was a wide receiver and a big time pregame show broadcaster now. Yeah. Defending Durkin. He made the asinine comment to say, well, a coach, I've never known of a coach to go into the training room to find out the condition of a player. Really? I, that, this is what he sit there and lied about and said, Charlton. They do that in I'm high like, school. How do you have the gall to sit there and say that a coach has never walked into the training room to check on the condition of a player, Charlton? I've had that since high school. In high school they do. I've had coaches come in to check whether it was a sprained ankle, whether it was a concussion, whether it was a, a, a sprain or something, Charlton, anything. A, a laceration? Yeah. I've had coaches walk in and ask, Charlton, from college through professional, is he okay? Exactly. They check on the bench. They just don't wait till you to get to the locker room. They'll check again in the locker room, Charlton. Yeah. But they go in and check. But for this broadcaster, this nationally recognized broadcaster, former Ohio State wide receiver, to say that coaches don't have time for that, that meant that every coach that has gone to every recruit's home in America has lied to every parent in America. Yep. That I'm going to take care of your son like he's mine. I want you to entrust your child with me. Yeah. Okay? This is what every coach goes to a home and says. Yeah. And so this broadcaster sit there and lied to the nation today, Charles. Yeah. You know, saying that no coach has ever gone and checked on a player, that you can't hold coaches accountable for that, Charlton. Coaches also have to go through training, Charlton, CPR training, and every other medical training that you can. You know, you you have to do it as a coach, whether you're coaching Pop Warner, high school, college, or professional, Charlton. Yeah. You have to have CPR training. So you do have some medical knowledge, Charlton. And ever since Corey Stringer passed way back in 2007, Charlton, it's been put in place that players have to be watched. Yeah. Especially when you get to heat areas, Carlton, when the heat reaches a certain level, is that time limits on practice and workout yeah. are put in place. Hydration, Charlton, is constantly be given to players. And you monitor heat of players, Charlton. And so for this broadcaster to sit there and say that the coach has no responsibility in the health and welfare of the players, how appalling was that? And he was a black player, Coach. Yeah. So, you know, he, he was a former black player, Charlton, and the player that died in Maryland was a black player. But to sit there and start covering for these coaches, this is a culture in the Big Ten, Charlton. When we look at all the allegations that have occurred in the Big Ten over the past decade yeah. of mistreatment of players, Charlton, by coaches and staffs, football, basketball, uh uh, gymnastics, Charlton. Yeah, wrestling. That yeah. people are covering wrestling. It's and Ohio State has one of the largest male sexual scandals in history. Matter of fact, he was a student at Ohio State while this scandal while was going yeah. on, yeah. sexual misconduct against male athletes. Yeah. So you know, for him to sit there and, and cover for this coach, and and the university president and athletic director came out and said that they were completely culpable and irresponsible 
for what happened to this young man and the loss of his life. And that was the right thing to that do. That his parents entrusted them yeah. with their son, and now he won't be coming back home. And they take full culpability of it. And yet, here's a broadcaster who's lived in that environment saying that you cannot hold the coach. And that's basically saying you cannot hold the university yeah. responsible. But the university came out after he made these statements. So I don't think that he'll come out and make a statement again, Joe. <laughs> no, he, he may. I remember I interviewed him several years ago when they had a game over at the Coliseum. I know who he is. But you know what? There are times when people just... Sometimes he can make a mistake, or sometimes he can misspeak. But sometimes no, Charleston, he was animate. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't making a mistake. Oh yeah, he was very animate about what he was saying, and he was emotional about it because there were other players and broadcasters on this fight with him, Charlton, on this panel, and he was the only one being an adversary against what had occurred. Well, that that just shocking to me that that anyone who's been around athletes, I know playing sports myself. Up, I mean. Everybody checks on you and makes sure you're okay unless they have a mishap or a misstep or a mistake. So the university did the right thing because, unfortunately, it's not the first time it's happened. You talked about Corey Stringer. And we know in the future there'll be more people that it happens to. I just and hope, you think about yeah. it, Charlton, Corey Stringer was one of his college teammates. I know that. Same so you, you think about anybody who would have been empathetic to this family situation yeah. would have been him who had lost a close teammate and friend chopping from this same type of heat exhausted situation yeah but you know you had other notables like rod gilmore paul feinbaum you know ocho from the former texas player and nfl player you know debating against this guy yeah and they were not on the same page they were all behind what the university was doing and in protecting student athletes and this guy was sitting here protecting this coach saying it's not his responsibility it's the medical staff yes the medical staff and he said well coaches don't hire medical staff the university hire them that way they have autonomy from the staff and the university they're not biased towards anybody well if the university hires Charlton yep then they're biased towards the university if the coach hires they're still biased towards the university coach because they still work within that internal unit Charlton of the athletic department yeah, it's a it's a shame that some people we can all make mistakes, but when you argue to be ignorant, then you just gotta look at that person and say, I mean, some people get jobs because they scored a couple of touchdowns, not because they're conscientious people or well thought out people. But I, I just, and again, I thought some prayers go out to the gentleman's family, and but we gotta make sure that there are a lot of good coaches and they do care. I know so many coaches that care. When a kid gets hurt in an AAU game, they'll call a timeout if the referee doesn't see it. Just to go check on that kid. And I'm talking about a sprained ankle. When someone collapses, we just can't let that happen. But to defend someone who did wrong and the university came out and said we did wrong, I mean, that person might have a lot of mirror looking, looking himself in the mirror a couple of times before you realize that. I do want to touch on a few more things too, Big C. When we look at the talk of, of sports and with all the talk of the young quarterbacks coming out this year, who could be the breakout quarterback in the year 2018 in the NFL. I know we talked a little bit over the past couple of months about whether they were saying Jackson out of Louisville. Well, let's have him play wide receiver or defensive back. In his second game, he actually had a really good game. I still think he might need maybe a couple of regular season games to get himself right. I know they're trying to get all these players that they projected to be top draft picks to be the ones they say are going to be successful. Oftentimes, you got to let it be 
on the field that determines it, Sam Donner or not. Just want to get your thoughts on who some of the top quarterbacks coming out and 2018 will have the most success. Big C, your thoughts? Well, you know, Jonathan, everybody wants to talk about the first quarterbacks taken in the draft, the first four. Everyone wants to say that Mayfield should get the start if there's not much of a distance between he and Tyrod Taylor in Cleveland. Yeah. Still, Tyrod Taylor should be the guy. He took a team to the playoffs last year, so you have a playoff caliber NFL quarterback that you want to bid for a guy who has never been to the NFL playoffs? Yeah. Everyone is saying Donald in New York. Well, you know, the Jets got their quarterback. Well, the Jets have got their quarterback every time they've had a first-round draft pick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mark yeah. Sanchez was their quarterback. Yeah. Richard Todd was their quarterback. So they, they Chad Pennington was their quarterback, Charles. Yeah. So they've had first-round draft picks that hasn't panned out, Charlton, over the long term. Yeah. You know, we're sitting here looking at Rosen in Arizona. He's sitting behind the most knowledgeable quarterback playing of all those quarterbacks, Charlton. Yeah. When you look at Bradford. Bradford just, you know, he can't stay out of that Band-Aid box. That, that, that's <laughs> yeah. his problem. Yeah. He's always got another nick. I'm stuck on so band <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, and, and Allen... You know, you don't have anything in front of Allen to start with. When you look at, what's the guy that just threw another interception? Nathan Peterson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, and they're still running with it. <laughs> they're still running and, with it. Was it five in the first AJ quarter? McCarran. Five in the first quarter last year against the, uh, the Chargers. Yeah, and just threw another one here. <laughs> and and yeah. AJ McCarron. Yeah. But you're looking at this kid out of Wyoming. If you put in your hopes in a kid that couldn't Josh pass Allen. for 2,000 yards in college, Josh Allen, then you yeah. don't have much hope as an NFL franchise. I don't expect Lamar Jackson to get much playing time because Joe Flacco will up his game this year. Yeah, He will start at least the first eight games of the season for the Ravens, hands down, without any pressure. Yeah, But the kid, Charlton, that's going to shock everybody, was drafted last year. He was Mr. Irrelevant, taken by the Denver Broncos. Kid named Chad Kelly out of Mississippi. He's good. Jim Kelly's nephew, former Buffalo Bill, four-time Super Bowl appearance quarterback. Yeah. Out of the University of Miami. Chad Kelly redshirted last year because of a horrific knee injury that he had his senior year at Mississippi. John Elway took a chance on him, Charlton. He had a phenomenal first preseason game, Charlton. He didn't play at all last year. Yeah. But Chad Kelly has that gamemanship that John Elway had when he was with the Denver Broncos. Yeah. I see Case Keenum starting the season. If the Broncos don't win the first two games with Case Keenum, Chad Kelly will be out in the bullpen warming up, but he will finish the season as a Denver Broncos quarterback, Charlton. Yeah. And if he gets into that starting lineup and they don't have a bad record, they will make the playoffs with Chad Kelly. I tell you, he's a good player. They'll get more attention on him, too. And I, I just think about... When we talk about quarterbacks, brothers, veteran quarterbacks, or brothers, the rookies coming out, even just a little bit of attention given to Aaron Rodgers, saying our guys need to be tough. If they think that me insulting some players for not giving a good effort is is going to break our team chemistry, I think every coach, I think every player, they have gotten in the face of the other athletes on the team, not to break their spirit, but to say, hey, step your game up. A lot of coaches do that. I think Bill Parcells was known for chewing out players, not to break their spirit, but to say, hey, look, this is not a guaranteed job. <laughs> you you got to perform. And if you don't perform, they're going to fire me. So that's why you got to get in your player's backside. Hey, he has the right to do that, Big C. He's played enough games to do that. Your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers? Ch 
talking you talk about breaking spirit, you talking about breaking your foot off of somebody's, you know, high knee. <laughs> That's what Aaron Rodgers is talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. And and, and I can and I can identify with what Aaron was doing. I did that same thing as a player talk. I would challenge guys in the locker room. Yep. I would fight you if needed. If you didn't want to be there as a part of that team talk, you could go in and resign. Yeah. They gave you that option. They don't have to cut you. You can resign. Yep. You can say, I don't want to be here because this job is too tough. Yeah. This business is too tough. Yeah. There's been a lot of players that have voluntarily quit in the NFL because the business was too tough. Yeah. And when Aaron Rodgers saying you're playing like a sissy, He's seen a decade of playing hard in the NFL, Chauvin. Yeah. He knows his window as a player is getting smaller and smaller for opportunities to win a championship. Yeah. He doesn't make managerial decisions in Green Bay, but he makes player decisions, Chauvin, when he's on the field. Yeah. And if you're not on the same page with him, if you're not working to get open, you're not doing that extra to create that separation, Chuck. Yeah. He doesn't want you out there, and I don't blame him. No, I don't blame him Because you're putting his career in peril. You, you look last year when he got his collarbone broken, Chuck. Yeah. Because receivers could not get open. Yep. That's the reason why he got hurt. He had to hold the ball too long. He's not looking to go through that again, Chuck. If the guys he have in camp right now don't want to do it, let him find some other players who are willing to do it and as we had a coach years ago, said, look, I'll change some area codes. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I think we can do it. So when Tom Brady gets on his receivers for running the wrong route, not not running the right pass play or missing the play, and he gets on his receivers all the time. I saw Big Ben Roethlisberger does the same thing. He gets on players for not being in the right place. Peyton Manning, Hall of Famer. He was always getting on players if they missed a spot. He would do it during the game, on the sideline, after the game. There were times, and he's a great. He was a great player, but no one ever said he's breaking the chemistry of the coach or the Broncos. Because I think, if my memory calls, he got them both the Super Bowls. Which see your thoughts? He did, and but you have to be a driver when you're the quarterback. I know Philip Rivers. I, I love his tenacity as a quarterback. He, even though he's never been to a Super Bowl, he's always in receiver's face. Drew Brees, Charlton. Yeah. You know, he's always standing looking up at a receiver. You know, because he can't look down at him. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, these quarterbacks have been drivers over time, Charlton. The great quarterbacks have been tenacious. Yeah. They will challenge the players to do better. And that's what you have to do, Charlton. You know, you think that Randy Moss and Terrell Owens didn't play with quarterbacks who challenged them? Oh, yeah. You're going to tell them that, you know, Jerry Rice didn't get challenged by Steve Young and Joe Montana, Charlton? Yeah. These three great receivers, Chris Carter got challenged when he was in Minnesota. Warren Moon. These, <laughs> these, these receivers get challenged. Yeah. You got to give me more than that. that. That's what they do. And even the current top quarterbacks are doing the same thing. So I'm a little bit, you know, Repeated by the media constantly saying that you know Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the right to do this. Oh yes, he does. Because Aaron Rodgers is not a poster boy for them, Charlton, uh, of passiveness. Yeah. To say, well, you know, we, we're just trying to work and get better as a team. No, <laughs> I'm not trying to work and get better as a team. Yeah. <laughs> I am as good as there is. Yeah. So if these guys are trying to work now here in training camp and get better. What the hell have they been doing for the last four months? <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they weren't trying to get better. They figured they could show up here, and now all of a sudden they're going to get better. No, if that's the case, I don't want them around. And I respect Aaron Rodgers for that, Charlton. I respect any professional athlete who tells a fellow teammate 
if you couldn't take the last four months to get better, yeah. the hell are you doing here now? <laughs> Mike Holmgren's last game as a coach of the Green Bay Packers was in San Francisco. In the playoff games where Terrell Owens has that great catch and the broadcaster Joe Swarke said, Owens, 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 Owens. We didn't know if Strzokey was having a stroke or he was choking us in food, Casey. But that was his call and it's one of the greatest calls in the history of broadcast. He was doing radio. John Madden said, you think they don't love this game? You think they do it just for the money? Because T.O. came to the sideline crying. But Jerry Rice had one pass in that game. It was late in the game. And when they threw him that one pass, he fumbled. And Green Bay recovered, but they didn't go to the replay fast enough. And the 49ers kept possession on the ball and went on to win that game. Everyone knows it was a fumble. Brett Favre knew it was a fumble. And, and Steve Young knew it was a fumble. But he kept going to T.O. Case in point, Brett Favre was always chewed up by Mike Holmgren. Sometimes he didn't even want to look at Holmgren when he, when he threw a completion because it's the wrong play. I think Brett played in a couple of Super Bowls and actually has a Super Bowl winning trophy, but his coach was always in his backside, Big C. Your thoughts? Well, Charlton, players make things happen. You do what's necessitated to win. I mean, you, you go out and you leave it on the field. That, that's what competitors do, Charlton. We, we see so many players today that remind me of broadcasters. How do I look? Yeah. Is my uniform straight? Is my wristband on right? <laughs> is, is, does my towel have the right length in his hand? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. th this is what we have. You know, just like, you know, is my makeup on straight? Is my hair puffed right? <laughs> yeah. It's a competition between broadcasters and players now. Yeah. The good old days talking when a guy got muddy and he had, you know, tethered tape hanging off his you wrist. You like that, huh? Big Buckus. Big Buckus style. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's what the game was all about. You know, a little blood on the pants, things like that. Now yeah. they wipe it off on the side. I know you got to have a clean uniform. Yeah, too tall. You know, your dumb. socks got to be touching. Yep, Jack Lambert. You know, yep. You know, so when I, when I look at it nowadays, Charlton, with players, I want a guy out there that has desire. Yeah. That, that, that's what I want. Who has that tenacity about him in every play? There, there, there's a, a clip always of uh, the, the Lawrence Taylor. Oh, yeah. We're going to go out there like a bunch of crazed dogs. <laughs> I we, remember you know, that. And I'm trying to figure out what a crazed dog is. <laughs> you know, and, probably his dog. It was probably his dog, Big. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, yeah. you know, he, he might have knew Michael Vick before we knew that. You know. But, you know, you, yeah. you, you're talking about having somebody go out there like that. Yeah, that's and, funny. you know, that it's going to be hell to pay. That, yeah. That's what the game was all about. I mean, you went out there and you were vicious. Yeah. That, that, that's what it was all about. I mean, I, I know they're changing the rules of the NFL now to take a lot of the vicious play out of the game, Charlton, to yeah. allegedly make it more safe. Yeah. But, you know, the injuries are not going to go down in, in the NFL. What's going to happen in these situations, Charlton, is that you're going to get a lot more joint injuries. Yeah. Because players are not tackling high any longer, and they're going to be going low. And so we're going to see a lot more knees blown out this year in the NFL than we did last year. There was 28 players who missed the start of the season last year with knee injuries, Charlton. Wow. Knee surgeries. Wow. So we're, we're on that pace already. We're ahead of that pace with players that have been injured in the preseason with this new helmet rule, Charlton. Yeah. So one defense hurts another part of the body. Yep. yep. And when you think about a player can come back from one concussion, but if you get the wrong knee injuries to Charlton, your career is over. 
Yeah, we gotta make sure we try to keep the game the game as safe as possible. I think they're still trying to figure out how to do that. I wanna swing the bat, Big C, to baseball, major league baseball. What's more likely, Big C? The Boston Red Sox winning 115 games, or the Baltimore Orioles losing 115 games, and Baltimore trails Boston by 49 games. I think Highway 49 runs through California, Sierra, <laughs> Sierra Nevada Mountains. How you how you 49 games back because of your thoughts? Well, I guess you didn't show up for a few. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you think about that being 49 games out of first place. Yeah. And then you want to say, well, attendance is down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure out, do you think that they have a chance uh, of closing the gap? Yeah. And when, when you think about it, Chauncey, both teams on the equal pace for 115 losses and 115 victories. Yeah. Now, I have to tend to go with the Baltimore Orioles on this, Charlton. Yeah. I have. To, I think they have a greater chance of losing 115 games. Yeah. Because once the Red Sox sure up that playoff position and first place, Charlton, I think they'll start playing a lot more utility players. They'll start resting players. Yeah. So they may ease off of chasing that record. Now, we, we remember just a couple of short seasons ago that the Golden State Warriors didn't ease off, and they got the 73 victories in the regular season of the NBA. Yeah. But they didn't walk away with a championship, Charlton. Yeah. And so maybe a little bit too much expenditure. Well, maybe too much Rod's Thorne and Mr. Yeah. Maybe a little bit too much input by him. Yeah. You know, That's in, in the finals. That's funny. You know, yeah. because, you know, I mean, you're sweeping everybody until you get to the finals, and all of a sudden you, you can't get, close it out. You get ejected but, from the know, game, yeah. I, I, I see the Orioles. Losing 115 before Boston winning 115, Chelsea. Yeah, I, I still think it's all fair in the sports universe. I want to bring attention to, you know, today's the 99th day of the First Lady's campaign against cyberbullying. And I just want to get your thoughts, the significance of that, because we got to find a way to end it. But also cyberbullying can be when you don't do anything to defend somebody when you see a wrong happening, as well as it is maybe chastising people on it. It is not necessary to do that, but some people do it. What's the meaning of the 99th day, Big C? Well, Charlton, her, her campaign is about the best. Yeah. And, and, you know, on the 99th day of her campaign, the best, she's living with the biggest cyber bullier probably in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And today, Charlton, there were questions if he's used the N-word in, in, in any of his cyber bullying our meetings. Yeah. And his White House press secretary said she couldn't confirm or deny. Yep. So she couldn't comment on that. Well, it's on tape. So, <laughs> and, and, and so that's the first time that she didn't back him. Yeah. Because she knew that she didn't want to step out and say, no, he's never done that. Yeah. Because there's his documentation that he's most likely had, Charlton. And yeah. other people are saying that they have documentation that he's done that. Yeah. But when you, you think about the racial attacks that he has done on cultures, Charlton, and today was as low as you've gone. And I... I, I if people in sports, Charlton, have all seen the Westminster's Dog Club. Yeah. Okay? The ESPN covers it every year. Great event for dog lovers. Yeah. But the president went out and called a former African-American assistant today a dog. Really? You know, yes. On a tweet, been all over the media, called the lady a dog. Even though she's been terminated from his administration, and she's come out with statements against him, but he... In other, you know, he's called her stupid, you know, in other 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 comments, Charlton. But today he went below the bar. He called 
a young lady a dog. Now, everybody knows what the connotation of a female dog is. Yeah. If you don't know, Google it. Look at the Google Wikipedia terminology of a female dog. This is what the president is saying. This is how he's identifying minorities. He's calling them low IQ, stupid, unintelligent. He's calling black media these statements, Charlton, as well as other black people who oppose him. And so at what point is bullying and these tirades that he's having acceptable? And I'm wondering, you know, what is the intelligence level of his wife? You know, and I'm not attacking this lady, but I'm just questioning. Because if you have a campaign out, a national campaign out, saying be best, anti-cyberbullying, texting or however you do it, and you're, you're sleeping with a guy every night who is doing this, I'm questioning your awareness, your self-awareness of you and your surroundings. You know, it leaves me something. It's horrible to hear that statement because I wasn't aware of that, so I got to do some more reading on that. But it, it reminds me of the late Dr. Martin Luther King when he talked about many speeches where he said, injustice happens when good people do nothing or say nothing. And what I want to do is just have everybody Google what just happened because it may be someone that was just fired, but tomorrow it might be somebody you love. It might even be somebody with your skin color. And then it might it might be more stinging. So if we, we have kids going back into school now, all over this great country, and I was, it was brought to my attention by some by some mothers that there's a lot of anti-bullying campaigns in schools now because a lot of kids get bullied. We say, well, where do they learn to bully? Well, some people say, well, it might be their culture or it might be their race or it might be something they learned at home. Well, sometimes all they have to do is look at the leadership in this country. And if we want to stop it, we got to chastise people, whether there's someone in your house or someone at the highest level because if you don't chastise it, that means you tacitly consent. You can Google what it means to tacitly consent. You consent when you say nothing. So Dr. King was right, and I hope that we can all find a way to challenge people at the top and the bottom. That's the only way we can make things better. Big C, back in the day, there was a man by the name of Drew Bundini Brown. He was known as Muhammad Ali's right-hand man. He would always tell Ali, with all you got to use, how can you lose? Rumble, young men rumble, Big C. What are you looking forward to in the sports universe? Charlton, as much as I love the, the world of sports and the world of politics and the world of life, they're all synonymous with each other. And I want to send my thoughts and prayers out to the Queen of Soul once again, Aretha Franklin, Charlton. And there's one song that, you know, as a young man growing up, as a black culture growing up, that she spoke for everybody. The song was called Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. This is what we need from our administration, Charlton, from our sports leaders, from our social leaders. They need to go back to the Queen of Soul 50 years ago and listen to what she said 55 years ago, 1963. Yeah. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Whether it's in the sports world, whether it's in the political world, whether it's just a life, Charlton. It means something to all of us. Well, Big C, that is very well said. All of our thoughts and prayers are with the Queen of Soul and the Queen of the Universe. Every Monday through Friday at 5 and 6 p.m. worldwide. Follow Big C Sports on the Big C Sports Network on the number one network in the United States of America. And Big C Sports.
has been voted the number one sports show in the universe, according to Big C and them good old boys down south. As we always tell you, there's never, ever any excuse for domestic violence. If anyone is in trouble that you know of, please call 911 because no man or woman should ever have to go through that garbage on their own. And as we always tell you on every Big C sports show, we thank you, we appreciate you, and we hope that you have a super fantastic day. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.